The city of Prague is over a thousand years old, but that doesn't mean that it's behind the times or old-fashioned. It might surprise you to learn that Prague is considered the most cryptocurrency-friendly city in the world. That was a surprise to me, and since I don't really know very much about cryptocurrency, I thought I'd ask someone I know who does. That is Maya Bersheva, Community Manager for the Czech Republic for Binance, one of the largest or the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. Hello, Maya. Hi, Derek. Thank you very much for having me uh, today. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on, and thank everybody for listening to this episode of Prague Times. A city is much more than just a collection of buildings. It's a location, it's a history, it's a culture, it's ideas and ideals, and a city is also, most importantly, the people in it. This is Prague Times, the podcast that takes a look at the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. With more than a thousand years of history, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the past of Prague, but we'll also talk about the city as it is today, future plans for the city, and much more. It's Prague then, Prague now, and Prague later. And this is Prague Times. Cryptocurrency, virtual cash. What the heck is cryptocurrency? Because I don't really get it. I just, I don't know if you have Netflix. I just watched this uh, episode of a show called Explained that's on Netflix, which is about 30 minute primer on cryptocurrency. I still don't really get it. That's probably a question that uh, tortures quite a lot of people, especially now when Bitcoin is one of the top keywords searched in Google. My favorite explanation is actually if you imagine the, let's say, 100 crowns bill, uh, each of the nodes uh, has the little number. So if you imagine that there is um, a decentralized ledger that contains all the information of all the bank notes that are being in circulation. And uh, if you, for example, like obviously the central bank can track every node, right? But apart from um, the Uh, centralized currencies crypto doesn't have one unified authority who issues it so it's been the information about this banknotes let's say is stored on the network of the computers and uh, the best thing about it the most interesting thing about it is actually I mean if you imagine that all of those numbers all of those notes bitcoins let's say can be tracked and everybody can know when this particular note when it was spent which wallet it belongs to it makes the entire network transparent and also preserves the privacy and this is what differs from the normal money from having a bank account let's say it's very transparent but still very private but i think that's the that's where the the mind kind of starts to go how is that possible because my understanding is instead of like the bank and the government being the only authority who has information on these these currency units everybody has it the whole net all of that information is distributed throughout the network So how can that be and privacy is also maintained? Because it seems like cash is the most anonymous thing in the world, right? Well, the key is the distribution because uh, the, the ledger is distributed and it's been stored, as I said, like on the number of the networks. It is also encrypted. So mm. each of us, let's say, we all have part of the information, but we can only decipher it if we are working all together. Blockchain means that if other participants of the blockchain are confirming that this information is trustworthy, right? Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the main logic behind the blockchain. 
basically we're all we're all watching each other's backs basically yes we are but we also uh so respect each other's privacy gotcha you also need to distinguish uh, bitcoin and blockchain right bitcoin right. is the name of the currency and is the first cryptocurrency uh while blockchain is basically the technology and most of the cryptocurrencies are using that technology in fact some people might not know but the the, the most popular blockchain is actually the ibm blockchain which is mm. centralized though so blockchain is not necessarily decentralized. There are a lot of centralized blockchains that are being used by the great companies, let's say shipping companies, so they can track the information about the parcels, about, I don't know, like the flowers that are being transported and it collects the information about when the flowers are going are going bad, what license it has. So it's basically a, a more advanced way to store the data if the database is not enough for you. This is what like right. blockchain is. It's like a distributed database that updates everywhere at once exactly mm -hmm. so it's trustworthy it's eligible and there is like lower risk that it can be either um, somehow misused or amended because it's been stored on multiple computers i think gotcha. when it comes to decentralized I know cryptocurrency is uh, certainly part of what's known as crypto anarchy, this idea that uh, we can use cryptographic software and computer technology to spread information, make sure that information remains free as opposed to being in controlled by uh, governments and things like this. Uh, and a lot of different organizations and places that kind of have these crypto anarchy ideals very much embrace blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Is cryptocurrency a way to further those ideals or did those concepts come out of the existence of cryptocurrency? Which one came first? I believe the concept of crypto obviously came first and then it was picked up by the community of mm. crypto anarchists. Um, actually, Prague is very unique in terms of that and there is a famous institute of crypto of Parallelnipolis in Prague that actually deals with decentralization, uh, open source knowledges, darknet market, and basically like the more open access to the information. Like the best way to learn about those things is to visit Parallelnipolis. It's in Hadeshovice. So you had to have a copy. Uh, the guys will teach you how to get your first crypto using the crypto ATM. Yeah, that's the thing. They have an ATM, right? So I can go in with cash, stick it in the machine and get a, what is it, a card? that says, okay, you have two hundredths of a Bitcoin and that's your coffee. Uh, we, you will have fractions of Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. currently. But actually, uh, there was a funny story that back in 2015, one guy came to Paralelnipolis for a cup of coffee because they give you the paper card, either in Litecoin or Bitcoin. And actually, that guy went to the went to Paralelnipolis. He had coffee. He, com he completely forgot about it. And then after the, the latest uh, Bitcoin bull run, he asked ended up having like you thousands of, of crowns because Bitcoin grew. <laughs> That's, that's so, one of those, uh, like, that was the best cup of coffee I've ever had. It is. Prague is also the home of the biggest cyberpunk event, uh, Hackers Congress. I was very lucky to help with the preparation of it. It is definitely a place to learn about the new technologies. And as I said, if people are sharing knowledge for free. <laughs> and you can even visit, um, visit the events that they organize uh, where people like, with common ideas can gather and share their thoughts on um, digital freedom, which I'm personally also a very big fan of, let's say. 
I first got involved in 2011. I used to work in a payment system, uh, like the money remittance company. And we started to onboard the exchanges one year after Bitcoin was actually created. <laughs> so uh, those days, Bitcoin really didn't cost anything. And to be honest, uh, it wasn't really associated with anything good. And now it's absolutely different. There are more than 55 million crypto wallets in the world. The number of crypto wallets is growing every day. And actually, if you compare today with those times, now I think half of the Bitcoins being spent uh, is actually spent on buying goods, right? Like shopping. That's the interesting thing. This is, I found this this list from Fortune Jack. I guess it's probably about a year old, maybe two years old. And this is why they say Prague is the number one cryptocurrency city in the world. 154 venues in the city of Prague accept payment in Bitcoin, including 18 shops, 18 restaurants and cafes. There are 12 ATMs. You can use it on some forms of transportation, sports. You can use it at some hotels and nightclubs. Like it's it's kind of interesting that this brand new concept in currency really takes off in Prague of all places. Like I understand the other places on the list, San Francisco, London, Madrid, New York, Vienna, Berlin, sure. But uh, the checks are really taking to this. And it all started with that little Bitcoin cafe in Khadashovice. So they're really, Paralelny Polis is the first. They're pioneering, yeah. They are actually one of the very first places in Europe. So it's Prague, Berlin, and um, I think one of the top is Ljubljana. So the way I usually call it, if um, <laughs> if Ljubljana is uh, Paris in terms of crypto, then uh, Prague is Venice. <laughs> so those two countries. Yeah, and it's like the most romantic cities and the most crypto cities. If you ask me why, I think it's also because of the very strong tech background of Czech people in general. A lot of like tech mines, great tech companies are originating. Uh, another reason is definitely this Parlenipolis uh, that uh, combines technology, art and science. And also Czech, uh, Czech Republic is the motherland of some legendary uh, crypto companies, like the first cold wallet of Trezor, the first mining pool, the greatest uh, crypto ATM chains it's all originating from Czechia, mainly from Prague. I wonder too if it isn't because the Czechs really do love their freedom. I mean, they love this idea. And of course, it's it's reasonable when you consider, you know, that this used to be communist. But there are plenty of other post-communist countries in Europe that are not quite so, hey, stay out of my business like the Czechs are. The Czechs really are into leave me alone. Let me live my life. I'll pay my taxes and then otherwise shut up and let me do what I want to do the way I want to do it. And I wonder if that attitude has helped create a fertile ground for these crypto anarchy and cryptocurrency concepts to flourish. I think it's also uh, about being a digital nomad. Right? Mm. It is also about preserving your privacy, about this uh, digital freedom. And uh, China, a guy who who is not using the bank account for the, the banking products, actually, for more than six years. He is running completely crypto. 
His name is Amin Rafi. I think he's mm. Australian, but he lives in Europe, as far as I know. You know, in crypto space, it's very... The location is not a topic. <laughs> we are everywhere. <laughs> we are nowhere and we are everywhere since like we are digital and the world is digital. But as far as I know, he used to cooperate with the Euro Commission because you probably also heard of the digital Euro uh, experiment. The European Central Bank was experimenting. So we might expect there will be no cash. There will be no paper, no plastic. And I think COVID really uh, speed up uh, the digitalization of the mm. world. So obviously it's already here. Like crypto is not something that is far away. It's already here. It's part of our life. And you think you think this is going to spread? It's This is going to be one of the defining things of the 21st century? Definitely, because you can find crypto has a lot of aspects. Each of us can find what he or she loves the most about crypto. So in my case, for example, uh, I'm originating from the remittance business. For me, it's the perfect way for cross-border operations, for the cross-border payment. It's the best way to pay the freelancer who lives in Thailand, right? It's mm -hmm. the best way to choose where you want to live. And it's very cheap mm -hmm. because it's not going through a bunch of banks and all these SWIFT system, the very heavy one. Because there's no there's no profit uh, sort of idea attached to it, right? It's it's not like hey, and I'm going to take a piece of this for the transaction, and by the time it moves down all the way to the customer in classic capitalism, you know, there's quite a hefty amount of money added to the consumer side cost of things. Whereas this is much more like hey, we're just using this as a medium of exchange, and there's no middleman who's taking a piece. Yes. So it's the network and the network uh, maintains itself. You don't have to have expensive software. You don't have to have branches, pay the employees. This is probably like purely like the, the economy. In a couple of years, we will see more regulation of cryptocurrencies. Mm. Isn't that counter? Isn't that counter the idea, though? It is very much uh, contradictory towards the idea of crypto. Yes, mm. it is. But I think in the end, um, it will be pretty much regulated. To be honest. Mm -hmm. And then what? Then the banks will just just take their little cut, and it'll just become another form of traditional money right no i think it's just uh, there will be uh, decentralized finance uh, companies flourishing but it still will be very well regulated because the purpose of the regulation is not to track the people but i i think there is nothing bad in uh, knowing your customer it's about the safe neighborhood this mm. is what i think it, it like it is going to be it will prevent the misuse of crypto the the reason why some people are afraid of it though it is a beautiful technology very useful one in the digitalized world is basically the misuse of it uh the icos you probably heard of that this is did a bad very bad job for the crypto industry because like a lot of people actually lost their investment so i think it will prevent the misuse the way like the, the fact that it is spent on the wrong things, sort of, right? I'm not going to name all the possible ways of using crypto. Well, the, the, most, the most famous one, this is the one that everybody talks about because the traditional media, kind of the conservative media kind of just says, oh, this is new and it's creepy. And oh, and look, and that, you know, dark web website Silk Road was using it. And you could buy drugs and, you know, guns and things like that using cryptocurrency. So therefore, cryptocurrency must be bad, but it's... You, could, you can use other money to buy those things as well. It's not cryptocurrency's fault that people misuse 
used it. You can use cash to do the same, but we don't blame cash. We know it's going to be existing. And when it comes to crypto, we know that it's going to be there simply because mm. it sorts out a lot of problems of the mm. current world, like especially for the people who are unbanked or underbanked, right? Crypto is the only solution. What it was meaning, meaning what? Like I don't have a bank account? You don't want to have a bank account or a bank account doesn't want, bank doesn't want you. That's also possible. For example, even a few years ago, I think it wasn't possible to open a bank account uh, for an expat living in the UK. I believe banking system in Czech Republic is quite developed. And in most of the countries still, you can transact among like the domestic payments are actually paid, not free, as it is in the Czech Republic. Even in Russia, you still pay for transferring between the banks. So from that point of view, I think uh, Czech banking system is quite developed. And we have a lot of digital banks right that are actually uh taking a bigger cut like of the market um but i honestly didn't he like haven't heard of any limitations uh like from the bank side i think it's pretty much open to everyone but the only thing i know as an expat you can only open a bank account if you have uh which is long-term visa you cannot run business in the Czech Republic without having a bank account. Yeah. That's the same. So it's not only about your physical presence in the Czech Republic, but also your economic activities. It's the rating uh, in Czech Republic is in the top 50, if I'm not mistaken, even. Yeah, rate the rating of economic freedom, which means that it is easy to start business. It is uh, quite easy to run like these economic activities. <laughs> The most interesting thing for me about crypto is uh, use cases of crypto, how it can be used, because it is quite changing the paradigm of how we percept things. So, for example, if there wouldn't be crypto, if you take this Brave browser, when people, where people are being paid for watching ads and they are paid with tokens for watching ads, so it's a totally different logic from Google when the advertisers are paying the companies and the companies is using the personal data to show the ads, right? To pick that those target group. Um, the, in, like here, it's totally different logic. It's more developed, I would say, and you can now be paid for watching ads. Isn't that fair? If you are educated about the product, then you're becoming an influencer and mm. a brand advocate. So then you can spread the word about good things, like good values of each particular product. As I said, these P2P transactions, like it doesn't need a middleman for money to be transferred. This is absolutely fascinating, like in the crypto industry. That technology is eventually heading to the countries when, where it is really needed. For example, the company I work for, largest crypto exchange by volume called Binance. If you are in crypto for more than 20 seconds, you've probably heard of Binance. Mm -hmm. um, we do have the, the charity fund that is helping the the helping uh, people people in Africa. But the reason is why it is flourishing in Africa is because banking system is uh, in ruins, basically. Right. The local currency doesn't cost anything. People don't trust the banks. So for them, crypto is uh, the only solution and they trust crypto more than their local currency. I think the reason why we ended up in such a bad situation is because the governments were not controlled. They were issuing the money, mm. right? Not being able to handle your own economy uh, they were deciding to print out just more paper. 
right. with uh, crypto, with blockchain, with Bitcoin, especially with Bitcoin, right? Because not all of the cryptocurrencies are decentralized. There are centralized cryptocurrencies. And with Bitcoin, it's just impossible. You always know how many Bitcoins are in the circulation. You cannot simply make more than there are. This right. The there's, there's a finite amount of these things. Yeah. It, that's why it is actually uh, sometimes more trustworthy than the local currencies. Because mm-hmm. why Venezuela, Nigeria ended up in such a bad situation uh, was actually the governments misusing their rights of printing out the money. Why someone can have a monopoly on issuing the money. This is mm-hmm. the thing. Why shall it be the government? The, devel- yeah, the developing countries are really in need of an alternative of the money, digital mm. money. Like we are from developed countries. We live in Europe. And I think in Europe, uh, crypto is mainly an investment tool. Most people are investing into it. And uh, when it comes to, it's a great investment. Crypto, is especially Bitcoin, is a good investment. I mean, how, how, risky, how risky is it? Uh, For the long-term investment, I think it's very good. The ROI is actually bigger than the stocks of the deep tech companies, Mm. let's say Apple, Amazon. But uh, you you should invest in crypto first to it. That applies on all the investments. You can only invest what you are okay to lose, right? In order not to be disappointed if you invest in crypto, especially Bitcoin, as I said, be ready that this is the midterm investment. Let's say forget about it for three, five years. We are heading to the point when people will be percepting uh, Bitcoin, like one Bitcoin will worth of one Bitcoin, right? One Ethereum will will worth of one Ethereum. So it will be less Mm. speculation about money and it will be more about the values it brings Mm. and the use cases. Now, what's let's say that, uh, you know, I I read up on this stuff and uh, note to people listening, check the show notes, episode notes for links to all of these things we're talking about and all these websites and places that we're talking about. Let's say I I hear this and I think, ooh, this sounds like something, uh, a world I want to be involved in. I live in Prague. Uh, I want to get involved in this in this scene, not just from a money perspective, but because I agree with the principles and philosophy behind it. What uh, what can we do? First of all, you need to get yourself a wallet, right? The place where you will be storing your crypto. It can be a physical wallet, for example, Trezor or Ledger. Trezor is a Czech company. We'll consider mm-hmm. maybe boarding that. Next, or maybe even the first one, you need to find the reliable exchange you will buy crypto from. Or it can also be an ATM, for example. In Prague, there are a lot of crypto ATMs that work both ways for withdrawal mm-hmm. and uh, crypto purchases. Mm-hmm. So after you buy it, uh, make sure you store it. If you want to like earn on the, like speculate, speculate with it, then consider learning some basics of trading. And I think it is very important. It is super important to know the security perks uh, when it comes to crypto, because this is a lot about your safety. You need to be very careful. You need to know when you're storing your private keys, private Mm -hmm. keys, basically the entrance. Um, Because as we say in crypto, uh, not your not your keys, not your money. And there is a great movie. It's called 55,000 Bitcoins, if I'm not mistaken. And when the guy suddenly ended up having a lot of Bitcoin and um, he actually transferred it to the wrong address. Because if you have... If you don't copy it properly, <laughs> then your money is gone. <laughs> so, oh. 
Yeah. And uh, if you're transferring your Bitcoin to, let's say, like Litecoin, let's say Ethereum address, you might also end up losing it. Um, mm. So you need to be especially careful. You need to understand that it is money. And uh, you also store your money really carefully, right? You store your bank cards, you store your passwords from your internet banking. So crypto is not much different. I think security is super important. Cyber security, actually. Because now, um, before the hackers were hunting uh, hunting the crypto exchanges, but the security level got increased. I mean, security basically got improved. So now uh, they're rather targeting um, individual investors. Right. So, so watch yourself. Watch yourself, definitely. Mm. Watch yourself, store your money. And if you're trading, then be sure that it's an investment tool and it takes, like it needs some knowledge, requires some knowledge to trade it on quite professional level. Um, use the simulators to play with like virtual money, with like not existing money. Electronically faked money, yeah, open, like, open and close a few positions, mm. get some knowledge, some experience. And only after that, you can like trade on professional level it usually right. takes around two years but it's a great profession uh, <laughs> I think uh, I'm a small trader myself uh, but I it takes a lot of time mm. and it takes a lot of energies because you also need to watch all the trends you need to analyze things you need to take risks you barely sleep <laughs> unless it's automatized mm. so it's a profession and I already do have mine so I don't think I'll be able to handle two of them actually there is a very interesting book it's called uh, Bitcoin money book and that explains um, that explains the concept of Bitcoin in a very basic way mm. understandable for the kids So if I'm here in Prague, would you recommend like going to Parallelny Police and saying, hi, I know nothing about this, but I'm interested in the philosophy behind it. Tell me about it. Would the, are they open to that? Are they not open to that? Yes, this is definitely a place where everybody can go and learn the basics of crypto. They are absolutely welcoming. They can teach you how to buy your first crypto. So yeah, it's still a very open place if you want to, to know. But plus, uh, there is a lot of content online that will explain you in a very basic way. Uh, how to do it but i think the best knowledge comes with experience so for example through a very simple process of buying coffee uh, you can learn the essentials of crypto technology and of course the question a lot of people listening to this will ask is do they speak english oh no in, foreign languages is not a problem there i think they're even able to explain it in more than one language not Excellent. only slovak english but also spanish sure i think in, in many ways you could say for at least people like me who are on the outside looking in uh modern alchemy you might call cryptocurrency because it seems kind of like alchemy to me especially when you can mine crypto yeah when you can actually create it out of nothing <laughs> but in fact it consumes a lot of energy and consumes a lot of memory of your computer so mm. now it is being uh, mined by the great mining pools and factories uh, but to some extent yes crypto is an alchemy i'm not this this person who is kind of against KYC and privacy stuff. I know, I just know it's needed right. because, right. because right. I worked on another side, right? I worked in the, in the authorized payment institution and I know why it is important to know your customer. KYC means know your customer. And I also didn't want to, it's like knowing your neighbor. 
right? Mm. You prefer to live in the surroundings when you know who your neighbor is, uh, if it's the safe, uh, safe network. I mean, may, some people might disagree. Some people still think they prefer to live in a bubble, but I'm very social. Mm. And I like to interact with people. I think we can only um, achieve greater things when, you, when we work together and when we do care about each other, right? All together, like we are using, this, we separate trash. We are kind of keeping an eye on each other, like maintaining the, the, the safetiness of the, mm-hmm. of, the, of the network. So for me, it's important. I mean, sooner or later, it will be part of our lives because the world is, uh, is, is, is going digital mm, and we all sure. need to keep up with the technologies. Settlements grow into villages, villages turn into cities. The cryptocurrency world right now is a digital virtual village that is slowly becoming a city. And here in the city of Prague, cryptocurrency very much has firm roots. Just like we're in the center of Europe geographically, Prague is also in the center of what might be the future of finance and digital freedom. It's super interesting stuff. It's a brave new world. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Maya Bersheva, who is the community manager for the Czech Republic for Binance, the largest crypto exchange in the world. Thank you for talking to me today, Maya. Thanks, Derek, for having me. And I would maybe like to address the audience. I think despite of what's happening, all the terrible stuff that is happening in the world, we're living in a very interesting and important life. The world is changing Mm. and uh, crypto is one of the technologies that are actually changing the world. So uh, enjoy the show or be part (laughs) of the show. (laughs) Right, yeah. Because I think this is the time our kids are going to remember. Yeah. Right. Enjoy the show. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you very much. And thank you everybody out there for listening to this episode of Prague Times. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prague Times. If you liked this episode, be sure to like it or share it and tell your friends. Check us out on all of our social media platforms for extra goodies as well. Until next time, this has been Prague Times.